MyWax Museum is a proud member of the Create Vine. Hey guys, Future Alex here, just jumping in before the show starts to invite you kindly to leave us a review for the podcast. You can do that by going to ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Again, that is ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by the man of the people, Wences Perez. Wences is the dad of one of my best friends and former guest of the show, Haley Perez, or Haley Muirhead, I guess. I guess. <laughs> he, he is just a phenomenal guide. In this conversation, we talk about the importance of family, friends, all sorts of relationships, even the relationship between you and your neighbor. Of course, he's a, a loving father and just an all-around great guy, so I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. And remember, after today's show, to make five minutes in your day to listen intently to the people around you. Wences Perez, the man of the people himself, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you for your time. I am very excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you because I know uh, when we first met about a year ago, uh, we had we had a phenomenal conversation. Yes. If, do you remember how how we met? Do you, do you remember that? And would you be able to share that? Yeah, of course. In fact, um, I want to say that it was about a year ago, uh, around this time, mm-hmm. um, we were meeting my oldest daughter, which is a friend of yours as well, Haley, um, was was had just gotten engaged to another friend of yours, Spencer, which is now my son-in-law. And so we were meeting his family uh, for the first time. It was in Rexburg, Idaho, uh, which was also the, uh, we were dropping off Haley and her, my second oldest, Isabel. Uh, It was going to be Isabel's, her freshman year. So we were taking them, had taken them both back to school. And we met at a park. You and I met at a park because that is where we all got together uh, to kind of bring the, the, I was going to say two families, but really it was three families because uh, as you are aware, um, uh, Haley's, Haley has an extended family that's made up of me, my wife, um, and then, of course, her mother and her stepdad. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we met there. And I remember you and I, um, having a conversation, uh, we were talking about politics, um, if I recall correctly, and uh, we we were we were standing there and we had a great conversation. Yes, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I I remember Haley for the whole time that I've known her. She's always said you'd get along so well with my dad. Oh, you get along so well with my dad. And then where when we were standing there having that conversation, she walked up and she just smiled. She looked at us both and she's like, I'm just glad this is happening. And then she walked away. It was awesome. Yes. Yes. It was awesome. It was. But yeah, so it was a fantastic conversation. And I'm excited that now I kind of get to dive a little bit more into hearing about your life experience and your life story. So why don't we start with where were you born? Where are you from originally? I was born in Salinas, California. Uh, Salinas, California is, I think, about two hours, two to three hours away from um, San Francisco, uh, south. And But I only lived there. Uh, I was, 
I was two, I believe, when we moved out of Salinas and we moved to Calexico, California, which is a border town. And I grew in, um, I've only ever been back to Salinas two other times, one when I was eight and more recently, uh, probably about six years ago, uh, my wife and I were up in Monterey County um, uh, on a weekend uh, getaway and uh, we kind of drove by actually stop in the city, but more of a wave as we drove by it. Um, so I don't know much about Salinas, but yeah, that's, that's where I born. But, but I always tell, I mean, I was born there and, but I really grew up in Calexico, California. Hmm. So tell me a bit about Calexico then. Uh, what was it like there growing up on the border of California and Mexico? Um, anything, anything interesting about the town? Yes, yes. There was, there was a lot of interesting things. So, and a lot of things that I now as an adult go back and, and realize how much they've made and what the impact they've made on my life that I don't think I understood then. Um, so, so the town, so it's a small town, um, you know, uh, small enough that and it wasn't small enough where everybody knew each other. And, um, but it was big and, you know, but it was small enough where, uh, where, where there was only one high school at the time. There was only one school. I think there was two junior highs. Uh, everything closed at eight o'clock, uh, literally Main Street. Everything shut down at eight o'clock. The only thing that stayed open beyond eight would be, you know, a McDonald's drive through or, or uh, uh, you know, 7-Eleven. Outside of that, um, everything else closed. Um, it was Predominantly, I want to say the majority of the population, probably 99.9% are not just Latinos, but actually Mexican. Um, so it was a, it was a town where, you know, you, you heard a lot of English, and a lot of Spanish. Um, and because it was a border town, it was a town where I, you know, you saw immigration, uh, border patrol, uh, you know, coming back, it was, they were, it was just part of living there. And you saw, I witnessed, you know, and I didn't think about it because to me it was very normal because I'd grown up with it. But I remember now, you know, as an adult, I, could, I remember seeing people with their families trying to get across the border um, illegally and, um, you know, being, being detained and, and, and what that was like. Um, and like I said, as a child, I don't think it really realized how much of an impact it's made made in my life until now as an adult um but yeah it was it was an amazing town it was a small town um i had an amazing childhood i you know i i i got to play outside i got this cell phone so i got to play with my friends um i enjoyed you know the video stores this was pre-blockbuster and all that saw so the video stores mom and pop shops so uh, Fridays, I was usually at the video store with my mom picking out movies for the weekend. Um, it was that kind of a town. And, and again, I, you know, I remember Main Street during Christmas time. Uh, it was literally, it was, have you ever seen Christmas Story? I believe I have. Uh, with Ralphie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have. Okay. And a Christmas Story, the opening scene, they're at the, they're, it's Christmas time, of course, and they're at the one of the things that they enjoy doing is going to the this department store and look at the window because they have all the, the toys on display. 
Well, the town I grew up in actually did that. So around Christmas time, I remember I'd walk through the, the little main street with my mother looking at all the windows because they had all the, at the time, Star Wars was huge. Uh, so they had all the Star Wars toys on display. And that was the town I grew up in. Interesting. Okay, so I I, I really love seeing this because I'm assuming it didn't snow there, which in, in my mind, I always grew up with snow at Christmas. So tell me a little bit more about this Christmas experience that you had. No, and in fact, not only did it not snow, but... Um, it's, it actually gets hotter down there than it does here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And, and for anybody listening that might not be familiar with Las Vegas weather, um, last week it was 110. So Calexico actually gets hotter by a few degrees, not much. But, you know, when you're talking about 110 versus 114, you can feel the difference. Uh, so, yeah, so no, it was because it, it's so the interesting thing about Calexico is it's an hour and a half away from San Diego. Uh, as most people probably know, San Diego has almost ideal weather. Um, and so growing up, I actually spent a lot of time visiting San Diego because it was only an hour and a half away from us. So my mother and I used to drive up there frequently. But we were we Calexico's inland and it's east. So what you actually get is desert um and we're because it's also an hour away from yuma Yuma, arizona which is all desert so going back to the winter the winters were um cold because a lot of people don't real a lot of people i think forget that uh desert winters are actually very cold especially once that wind picks up that wind will cut right through you and so they would it would get cold but um but yeah no there's definitely no snow um you know, occasionally it would rain. Um, so they were very bright uh, Christmas days. <laughs> it, it's interesting because you think, you know, when I describe this town, you almost think of it as, you know, you would think, I could see why you would think snow, but no, not not quite at all. No, no. no. Interesting. And, and so you grew up, um, you grew up with your mother. Um, did you, did you have any other siblings? No, I am an only child. Um, I am an only child, so I grew up um, very spoiled, <laughs> uh, and I'm the first one to admit it. Uh, I'm also a big mama's boy. I still am to this day. Um, if I don't call my mother, uh, if, as an example, I've not talked to her today, uh, but I will have. To, I will not have to. I shouldn't say I have to, but I will <laughs> speak with her at some point. Yeah, if she ever hears me say I have to. Um, because if not, my mother will remind me tomorrow that I still have a mother if I don't call her sometime <laughs> today. Yes, yes. So, um, so I grew up as an only child. And growing up as an only child is very interesting because, in fact, um, you, look, you grow up very differently. Um, you look at the world very differently because you grow up around adults. And I never – I didn't realize that until I was an adult. And I met a friend who um, – happens to also be an only child. And we, through our friendship, we discovered we had a lot of similarities, uh, a lot of similarities in our lives uh, and how we grew up, a lot of similarities in the way we looked at things. Um, and, and very, just very small little things, you know, not necessarily big life, you know, uh, things, just little things. And so we discussed it. And um, he actually, as a gift, gave me a book called The Only Child. And he said, read this. 
you'll you'll find it very interesting. And so I did read it, um, <laughs> and it was hilarious because it was written by an only child. And I realized that I was like, after I read, I was like, I need to start an only child club or something, you know, because there's a lot, there's a lot of us out there evidently. And we all seem to, you know, think the same way. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, and I, growing up, I, you know, when I was eight, nine, there was nothing more than I wanted than a sibling because, you know, I, I, you know, I had friends and it was great, but my friends always left. And I, I wanted a sibling. I wanted basically, I wanted a playmate is what I wanted. Uh, but when I got to be around, when I was a 13 and I started, you know, kind of, I'd go to friend's house who had siblings and, you know, I started paying attention to the way they lived their life versus the way I lived mine. And from that point on, the biggest fear in my life was that my mother one day would tell me that she was expecting a baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. From that, from that point on, I was like, Oh, please don't ever show up. Tell me that, you know, I'm going to have a a baby brother or sister. Uh, Now, as I get older, as I've gotten older, there are times where, you know, I've, I've gone, I've had the opportunity to experience what siblings are like from my children. As I, you know, I, I have five children. Uh, my oldest being t- just turned 22, uh, which is Haley, and my youngest being 11. Um, so I've had the opportunity to witness what siblings, what that's like. You know, I'd seen it before, obviously, with friends, but to really see it on a more personal level. And, you know, like I always tell my kids, you don't have to like each other. You just have to love each other. Um, and they don't like each other a lot of times, but uh, no, <laughs> no, but I, as I've gotten older, I, you know, sometimes I do wish, I wish I, I, I wish I had a sibling because I wish I had that bond with somebody because I don't. And I've been fortunate in my life to have friends that I consider brothers and they're amazing and they've been amazing, but I don't have that bond it was great. It was great growing up. You know, I was spoiled in all seriousness. I, I was spoiled by my mother, by my grandmother, my grandfather, um, who I grew up with. But, uh, but at the same time, my mother, um, you know, taught me about humility and taught me to be, you know, always be grateful for what I had. Um, and, and so while I was spoiled, it was a different type of spoiled. I was, I don't think I was bratty. At least that's what I think. <laughs> other people, other people might tell you different. Go, oh, yeah, no, he's a big brat. <laughs> we'll say, we'll say it's quirky. Well, that's that's what we'll yes, say. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. You're not yes. bratty. You're quirky. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, not spoiled. Quirky. Yeah, quirky. Yes, quirky. Hey guys, future Alex here. Just popping in mid-show to let you know that I would love it if you left us a review. It really does help the show and. More than that, it helps us spread this message of listening intently to the people around you. So if you're listening to this show, you can do it right now, unless you're busy, of course, uh, with your eyes or hands, <laughs> washing dishes or driving a car. But you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Again, that is ratethispodcast.com slash wax. And that'll direct you to somewhere on your phone that you can leave us a review, whether it's Podchaser, Apple Music, or whatever. So with that, you have a great day. (laughs) This has gone on too long. Enjoy the rest of the show. So obviously, like it's so apparent 
to me that relationships are such a key part of who you are and you really cherish those relationships. You mentioned particularly that you have a lot of uh, a lot of friends who you would consider brothers. I'm curious to hear how it is that you've cultivated those relationships with people and kind of turned strangers, at some point they were strangers, into people that you would refer to as a brother. Here's here's the interesting thing about uh, the question. So uh, you mentioned the word a lot of friends. I actually don't have a lot of friends. Um, so I have a lot of people that I like. So I think sometimes the, 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 the term friend gets thrown around very loosely. And I think sometimes people will, you know, for lack of a better word, will party together and all of a sudden, oh, we're friends. Well, no, we're not necessarily friends. We just happen to <laughs> enjoy each other's company here and there. I think to me, and I've always, you know, growing up as an example, my first real friend, and don't get me wrong, I've had friends all my life, but there's, there's friends and then there's friends that are really family and become family. Um, my first real friend uh, was, his name was Michael. Unfortunately, we're not friends anymore. Um, Michael and I met when I was in seventh grade, when we, we were both in seventh grade. And it was when in eighth grade that we became, you know, best friends. And Michael became, you know, I, I learned through Michael what a friend really was when a friend becomes not just your friend, but your family. And, you know, Michael became my brother by choice. Um, and to this day, we're unfortunately, you know, it's, it's unfortunate we're not friends anymore, but we, I, I have, I look back at Michael as I still consider him my brother. Um, I still consider, I look back at our relationship with nothing but fondness. And, you know, Michael, again, taught me what, what a friend, what that really meant. So I hold that, I, you know, I, I hold the term very, very, um, it, it means more than just liking somebody and having a good time with that person or being, you know, it means a lot more. And then, you know, I, and I've been fortunate in my life because I've had, I don't have a lot of friends like that, but I've had, you know, I had an, another gentleman, uh, Brett, unfortunately, Brett uh, has passed away. Um, and my kids referred to him as Uncle Brett. Because um, it was the same thing, you know. We we met. Brett was actually, I think, seven years older than I am. Um, so he's, we met at work, and Brett went from just being a friend to being my brother, and I still consider him my brother. And you know, I I miss him every day. Um, and I wish he was here, but yeah. So I think relationships are the most important thing that we have in our lives that we will ever have in our lives, the relationships we, we build, we, we make with people, um, you know, some, because somebody's time is the most precious thing they can, when they give their time to you. And so, you know, I, I really believe that no matter what you do in life, no matter what field you work in, no matter the most important thing at the core, when you take away everything, it's always going to be about relationships between people. Yeah, they, I mean, they absolutely are. I think it's it's everything that we have is based on relationships. Yes, yes, and and 
if I could just add this, and and the thing is that you know relationships is so you know you have I have a different relationship with my wife than I do with my kids than I do with my mother than I do with my neighbor, but they're all equally as important. I mean, obviously, some of those you know you're you're more invested, and then obviously the relationship with my wife with my children, but nonetheless they're all equally important to some extent and we should value that. And, you know, I value, it, it sounds so elementary, but it's, I value the person when I'm driving out of my neighborhood, the neighbors that wave to me, you know, and, and me making sure I wave back to them because that is a form of relationship because at the end of the day, that is, that's the most important thing I think we have. Yeah. Haley, Haley speaks very, very highly of the the way that you interact with people and the way that you show care and appreciation for everybody that happens to come into your life, whether for a small moment, she always talks about how you treat them with dignity and respect. And I, I'm curious what, what it is in you that has, that has kind of brought you to that point where you where you see other people that way, where you where you show such kindness to other people and and cherish those relationships, regardless of what they are. I think it's just been a matter of you know a lot of it. My mother, uh, going back to you know how she raised me and what she taught me. You know, my mother taught me that I was never, I was, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't better than anybody else. I'm better than everybody else, but I'm not better than anybody else. Uh, you know, I mean, it, and so my mother, you know, my mother growing up was my biggest uh, supporter to this day. She calls herself my number one fan. Um, but but uh, she taught me to treat people with respect that everybody was just nobody was more important than anybody else than than one other person. You know, I to me, you know, I remember having a conversation with somebody um one time, and this is somewhat work-related, um, we had a um, one of the contracts for the organization I've worked with. This was in another another capacity, another different position. I, I you know, this is that I was in. So this was probably about 2005. Um, I was over um, um, uh, contracts, service contracts, and one of those service contracts that uh, we were putting in place was with an organization local organization here called Opportunity Village. And Opportunity Village, uh, um, what that organization does is employ people with disabilities, uh, be it physical or emotional, mental, mental disabilities. And we were putting a contract in place where they were going to be providing janitorial services to what at that time was the biggest local uh, county facility that we had. And I remember having it. And so I had a counterpart on their end who happened to be the director of operations, if I remember correctly. And then I, there was, you know, and then there was the, the they used to, they call them clients. So the, the actual, uh, the, the folks that do the work, the, for, the folks with the, uh, with be a physical or a, a mental disability, um, they, you know, uh, needs or special needs, they call them clients. And so, um, I remember telling somebody that my counterpart to me, I'm, I'm sorry, that the, that, the, um, that the porter, his name was Richard at the time, uh, the, the gentleman, um, and he, he has special needs. And 
telling somebody that he was just as important and as valuable to me than my counterpart, who is the director of operations. And in fact, in some regards, he, Richard, was actually more important because if my counterpart didn't show up for a day or two, you know, I could, you know, I could wait. If Richard didn't show up for a day or two, nobody was going to take care of those duties, which was he was the porter. And I really believe that. I really, you know, I, that's, I don't just say it because I think it sounds cool or I think, you know, people go, oh, wow. No, I really believe that. I really believe that, you know, you treat everybody with respect and it doesn't, it really doesn't take anything. It really doesn't take it. And people are fascinating. I mean, just people are fascinating. It doesn't, it takes no effort to be kind to people. Literally no effort. Yeah, that's true. As as we kind of get into the the last five to 10 minutes of the interview here, I want to ask you about your about your future what you what you envision your future being um you mentioned in our questions beforehand that you'd love to go to london um so i'm i'm curious what what else do you hope for your future what else do you hope to see happen um i i have so i'm actually currently um i'm currently finishing up i have two more semesters i'm currently in the uh, one of my last two semesters, um, I'm finishing up my MPA. That's my master's in public administration. Um, so my immediate future is to finish that. Uh, and then from there, you know, I thought, and, and I, you know, you and I, when we first met, I mentioned this to you, um, you know, running, running for some type of office, um, local office here, um, has been something that I've thought about for years. Um, I don't think I'm ready yet. Um, I think I still need to do some, a little bit more growing up, um, a little bit more experience, but the immediate goal is to finish my master's and then, um, and then kind of see where, what, what's next, uh, what the next chapter is as far as if I will indeed run for office of some sort, I, I don't know what that would what that would be at this point, um, and or if it's going to be you know continuing to do more to concentrate on on my career and and that part of it and kind of put the other you know part to the side for the time being. Um, but I what I see for the future is regardless of whether I run for office or not, um, you know I th I think I'm involved in the community. I wanted to get more involved in the community, uh, and and really, I guess so. I guess my future is to better serve my community. Um, you know, I look out at my community, and we need a lot of help. We need a lot of help rebuilding our relationships. You know, we 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 have a lot of folks out there who need help. Um, you know, whether it's uh, you know because of mental illness. Uh, because, uh, be it because it's just their life has been an uphill battle and nobody's ever, you know, reached out to them and, and, and put out a hand and said, you know, I'll help you. There's a lot of reasons, but the reality is we just, we need a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that need help. And if I can be one of those people that in one way, you know, even if it's small is able to, to help people, I think that's, that's what the future, you know, 
as I mentioned earlier, having 20 kids, London's going to have to uh, be on hold for a little bit, um, which is okay because there's a lot of things I want to do, a lot of things here within my community that I'd like to do. Um, and, you know, I, I have, as I mentioned, Haley's youngest sister's 11. Um, you know, so I, uh, you know, when I think about running for office, um, from what I've seen, if you're going to do it the right way and if you're going to do it for the right reasons, it's something that's going to be very demanding of your time. Um, so because of that, I think that, you know, it might be better if I waited until Sophia is, is Haley's youngest sister was more along, you know, uh, Haley's age uh, in the point where she was kind of on her own. So then I could dedicate and really throw myself in a hundred percent into serving the community in, in an elected position. Um, so well, there, there's so much, I, I guess the answer is outside of serving my community, uh, outside of working every day on being a better, better father, a better husband, a better son, not forgetting to call my mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, I just kind of, that's, that's where the focus is right now. Yeah. I think it's important to have, have focus and have some things, you know, that are kind of directing your life a little bit. So uh, last question here for you at the end of your life, let's say, you know, you've managed to make it to 150 uh, medical technology has just gone great and, and everybody's living to ripe old age. And you're looking back on all of the things that you've done, all of the things you've seen and experienced. And I'm wondering, what are the things you're most proud of? And what are the things you're most satisfied by? My family. My, my family is what I am the most proud of. They will ultimately be my legacy. You know, um, this interview, um, I, and I feel like, I always feel like I ramble on, um, just probably one of the things I need to learn if I'm going to ever run for office to be better <laughs> at, because I always feel like I rumble on, but this interview has been fantastic. And it's been fantastic because, um, not only because I obviously enjoy talking, especially when it's about myself. No, um, a few times you've mentioned things that my daughter Haley has said. Sometimes as a parent, you don't, you know, your kids always tell you they love you and, and they're grateful for you. Most kids do, hopefully if you're fortunate. <laughs> and, uh, and so my kids, my kids always have, but, you know, you don't always have the opportunity to hear how they describe you to their peers, their friends, you know, and hearing the things you said right now made my day and reaffirmed my family is, is that's, that's my greatest legacy. That is And so when I am 150, as technology has taken me to that age, uh, allowed me to be that age, I will look back at my life and my greatest accomplishment will without a doubt have been my family. And the thing I've been most proud of will have been my family. And they will, and, and hopefully I've made a positive impact on them. Um, that will stay with them and will be passed on to their, their children and, you know, and, and, and so forth. So thank you for, for give, thank you for giving me that today, because like I said, it's, it's great. It's great to hear that that's how my daughter describes me. 
I hear it all the time, and actually, they're coming over over tonight. So I'll uh, I'll I'll tell them how how the interview went. But yes, that, are, are you gonna? Yeah, are you gonna be no. like your dad went? Stop talking, and then they'll go. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably mention something about that. <laughs> I'll be like, that was... <laughs> no, it was yeah. such a great conversation. Um, and, and I really, I really appreciate you coming on here because it's not all the time that I get to speak with uh, my friends, parents, you know, these people that I that I know, but that are kind of more adjacent to my peer group. And so I thought it was really cool to to hear from your life experience. Um, and I just, I just want to say thank you a ton for joining me on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your time. Um, it's, it's great. I, this is great. I, like I said, you've made me think of a few things and, and the most important thing to me is, and made my day is to hear the way I am described by one of my children. And that keeps me, that encourages me and keeps me motivated. So thank you for today. And thank you you for listening not just to this show which we certainly do appreciate but more to the people around you the people in your life that you just happen to know take some time just five minutes to listen intently to the people around you mecco 